I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is Dumpty Dum, sponsored by managers. This is Dumdy Dum, the show about the archers and the goings-on of Ambridge. I'm Philippa Hall, and since my day job is wealth management, I'm at the business end of this cowpat roulette. Now, she may keep hens, but she's not afraid to swap chicken for duck. We have... Rosie Porcy. And after suggesting we meet up for fun, look who else turned up as well. Hi, it's Quentin Rayner. And where would we be without you, our herd of incontinent cows, our dear listeners? Well, this week's Dum Dee Dum, and it's a brilliant one, is from our Stephen. And on this week's podcast, we hear from Icod, Matthew, Claire, Stephen, and another call from Icod, Mia and Christina. Plus, we have emails from Emily, Anon of Ambridge, and Christine. So, how's your week been, you two? Quentin, what about you? Well, before I tell you about my week, Philippa and Rosie, I think, first of all, we should applaud Stephen's fantastic Dumpty Dum there. I mean, the production yeah. work that's gone into that is phenomenal. I mean, hats off to you, Stephen. Magnificent. Brilliant. And uh, I, I mean, I think it should almost be our permanent signature tune, actually. It was that good. Mm. Um, my week, um, the highlights, I spent the last few days in... Um, in Suffolk and Norfolk, actually. Um, and the, the highlights of, of that was uh, an air show at Old Buckenham mm. in, in, in Norfolk. Uh, several thousand people were there. Fantastic show. Uh, we had a, a typhoon, typhoon Eurofighter fly over, two Spitfires, a hurricane, a Messerschmitt, 
Uh, we had the Red Sparrows display team. They were fun. Um, and to get there, we had to pass through a, a little village called Attleborough, which has the Aldridge Crafts and Gift Shop, I noticed. You, you're never <laughs> that far away from the archers. But um, mm. one particular funny moment, I have to say, in the air show, um, when they finish their displays, yeah, they, they fly uh, you know, past the crowd and yeah, we all wave and everything. And, um, and um, one pilot was finishing his display. And 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 that the woman MC included a rather unfortunate pause when she announced on the tannoy that uh, we should wave to him and uh, uh, he'd be sure to see us because he had a big cockpit. Obviously, some tittering <laughs> ensued around me, including a woman sitting next to me. So when I quipped, it was lucky the the MC's mic didn't cut off early. Well, that, that completely finished her. Um, so it, it, it was vintage Partridge in his own home county. So, yeah, <laughs> that was part of my week anyway. How, how about you two? Um, well, I've just been uh, trying to take it easy as I come back from being not very well. Um, but one exciting thing I was able to do was go and see Bonnie the Swan and her new family again. Which oh, really nice. Lovely. How's she doing? She's she's grand. She's flourishing, and she's um, the foster mum to four cygnets oh. uh, in her new environment. So that was really nice, and yeah, just kind of uh, hen shepherding with Iris, Mabel, and Florence. And luckily, no foxes have been making attacks recently. So I've been able to get up at um, a slightly later time than half four in the morning, which I was doing for a period to keep an eye on that fox and keep him away from my girls. Oh. It's Rosie Doolittle, aren't you? You are. Rosie Doolittle, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. Well, um, I've reached that stage in the children's school holidays where they've turned me into a meme. So that, <gasps> that's been my week. Just quite embarrassing. And it, apparently it's um, been circulated here, there and everywhere. But yeah, I'm a meme now. So that, that just sums up my week and... How bad it's been, I think. And I thought I saw on Twitter you've been very brave as well, Philippa, in terms <laughs> of spiders. I was not brave at all. I'd got this pathetic. Box, got this box of cherries, and I know I shouldn't, I shouldn't even go there. But anyway, and I looked, uh, I was about to open it, and I realised there's this massive cobweb in there, and it looked like a tarantula spider. So <laughs> I ran out to the food recycling bin, which was about to be collected, and sort of tried to empty it, but was so scared I had to let go of the box. So, of course, then I had to go headfirst into this big bin to retract the, the, the container while still screaming. So, yeah. Mm. I, I yeah. Your neighbours must love you, Philippa, <laughs> if this is the kind of hilarity that's going on on a day-to-day -day basis. Rosie, it was, it, it was the size of a money spider. No. <laughs> No, honestly, I should have I should have been brave uh, because I could I could have sold it to the to the zoo. It was that big, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's, you're, you're like you're like anglers, aren't you? It was this big. It was this big, yes. but not no. anyway. Anyway, spiders aside, um, that's what we've been up to. But uh, this has been a week of bust ups and banter, hasn't it, Rosie? It has. It's been an interesting week with hilarity at times and high drama at other times. And to reflect that, I've come up with some song titles inspired by the week we've just had in The Archers. So the first one is Lillian's Lament, 
mm-hmm. after being forced into a fainting farce at Borchester General by Linda Snell, MBE. Mm. Moving on to rewilding blues <laughs> when Letters Insurance claim arrives following the Longhorn Stampede. <laughs> Never Gonna Learn, Ian's new theme song, which is a title track to the new concept album, Casual Contempt. <laughs> Shouldn't it be Never Gonna Give You Up? Well, I, then we get, <laughs> we'd be shouted at for like copyright stealing. And I'm very conscious of that kind of PRS <laughs> obligations or whatever it is you need to do in the media universe. Uh, the second to last is Won't Let You Go. Kate's letting the Longhorns out to attack Roy's new girlfriend. <laughs> that could be controversial, yeah. but that's what I think happened. Don't go breaking uh, my yurt. Yeah. Don't go breaking my yurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Roy's return. No, not the Rover's return. Roy's returning to online dating. Wow. <laughs> and I'm drawing a large veil over Cowpat, Bingo, Roulette, or whatever the heck Joy oh. and Linda were talking about. Oh, that's really good, Very Rosie. Good. Well done. Excellent. Oh, and I need to thank everybody who turned up on Friday for the Zoom with Buffy Davis, who plays Jolene. It was wonderful. And we just want to give you a date for your diaries. So the 20th of August at 7pm UK time, there are plans for a special Zoom with Roy Field, where we get to say thank you and goodbye, although actually he'll have one more episode left. So watch out for more details on that in due course. Now, let's get to the important bit. We need to hear your views. And if someone wants to get in contact, how can they do that? If you would like to comment on The Archers or leave us a plot prediction, then leave us a message on SpeakPipe, which you can find on the dumptydum.com website by clicking on the contact tab at the top of the screen. Or you can send a voice note or text by WhatsApp to... 07957 167 696. That's 07957 167 696, which has a 44 at the start if you're outside the UK. Now, of course, if you'd prefer to email and not listen to your dulcet tones on this podcast, we'd be equally delighted to hear from you. Then also head to dumptydum.com and click that Contact Us tab. And please do email, text or voice mail in because um, without you, we ain't got a podcast. So we'd love to hear from you. Indeed. So what did you, our lovely Dumptydum community, think of the week? Hello, Ambridge3962. And first of all, we have inspirational iCod. Hi there, it's iCod uh, ringing in again. I thought this week was just fantastic. I actually laughed aloud. I listen to the arches with headphones as I'm going to sleep um, and so often miss it and have to listen again. But I actually lay there with my eyes shut, chuckling away, much to the consternation of my beloved. Anyway, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, thingy's gone, old booty chops is gone. That's brilliant. Alice, couldn't remember her name because she's old history to me now. I am delighted that Adam and Ian hate each other. This is fantastic. But can't believe during all that chat, no one mentioned how utterly humiliating the job thing was. God, it just all that. I just, I just can't imagine how awfully embarrassed the bloke must have been with those two washing their dirty laundry in front of everybody. Um, Linda and Joy plotting together is fantastic. I like the way the scriptwriters have managed to get them actually decide they've got a, a common external threat in Jim Lloyd, really, who I think will uh, 
piss on their fireworks, uh, to coin a phrase. When Layla arrived, and Kate, she's so withering and awful, she says, he's installed a woman in a tent. And then when Layla was going on about the snout through the flap and everything and finally managed to complain, I think perhaps she was protesting a little bit too much when we first met her that she didn't want to complain because she's a lady, allegedly. Um, and then when Kate said about how crap Roy was, but he's probably fine for you. It was just brilliant. I loved it. The celebrity storyline was lame, but quite funny. Really, would Linda know celebrities or have the vaguest ideal or even approve of celebrity culture? No, she wouldn't. Which I think they touched upon, didn't they? Um, but my God, they forgot the celebrity chef in the restaurant in Borchester, the one with the pretentious French name, can't remember, of the Flapjack incident. Why didn't they think of him? I, I thought of him and I didn't even bloody live there. <laughs> Um, but I did love when they were talking about the actor and they were talking about the one who had reptiles slithered under the cubicle door. That was fantastic. <laughs> um, so all in all, a great week. I know some of it was far-fetched, but it was funny at last and got some of the characters back that we like and old drippy Alice going off to uh, drink vodka in a hedge somewhere uh, in Nottingham, which seemed odd. Of course, rehab was never going to work for her. She never wanted to go. You've got to be at your rock bottom and reach out for help. You can't have help thrust upon you. That's, that's all from me. Thanks, Ben. Bye. Goodbye, Catherine. That's her real name. Uh, she's iCod on the, the, on the Twitters. Uh, delighted to hear from you again, uh, Catherine. Uh, talking of Twitter, her Twitter account has announced, in fact, that she's uh, just about to set off tomorrow, I think, to come to the East Midlands, where I'm podcasting from. Uh, she's going on a short break to the Peak District, which is, of course, veteran Dumpty Dummer, Lynn Fuller Love's Backyard. So hope, hope you enjoy the Peak District, uh, Catherine. Well, I mean, I, I mean, her call really was effectively the podcast, wasn't it? I mean, <laughs> was there anything that she didn't cover? That's phenomenal. Um, I think what she said towards the end sums, sums it all up, really, that, yeah, it was far-fetched. I'm sure we're going to come on to that. I think plenty of people felt it was farcical. But as Catherine said, it was funny, funny at last, and it gave us a, a chuckle. Great to have some old characters back that we like. And we were able to relax a bit and, and, and enjoy ourselves in, in Ambridge, which hasn't, let's be honest, been available for quite a long time. So um, let's just pick through some of, of what Catherine uh, said well it's remarkable that um she uh, for once didn't uh, fall asleep listening to the archers which uh, many people do and apparently many people do listening to our podcast as well <laughs> as we discover when i put that post out on facebook um yeah that whole thing in the pub with michael um it did beg a belief didn't it the the the, the notion that they would go at each other in front of a uh, a pub full of people for a start, but in front of, of Michael and not feel embarrassed themselves or in fact humiliated or feel that they were humiliating Michael. So I, I, I agree. I thought that was implausible. And, and really you thought, come on, you know, they're surely Adam, we're just taking them on sign for say, for goodness sake, shut up, I'll tell you later. Um, the conspiring between Linda and Joy, that was fun. I think that dynamic is developing, and I'm beginning to enjoy that now that uh, Linda is, has vetted her for fate duty. Again, more laughs in that whole Layla, Kate, Roy dynamic. I thought, um, uh, I thought that was played really well. I mean, farcical, I know. But the, 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 uh, the reveal by Roy 
of um, Phoebe's daughter and then Cadis's uh, mm-hmm. previous partner was was a delight. And um, you know the act the act Layla said. <laughs> Anybody else that you're related to? I mean, we're talking Ambridge, aren't we? So, yes, probably. Uh, so I enjoyed all that. I thought, I thought it was genuinely well played. Um, uh, we had all the farce outside the hospital, didn't we? Uh, again, with um, Linda and Lillian. Again, well played. I mean, utterly ridiculous. But I found myself chuckling uh, like, like Catherine has this week. So, uh, oh, she said uh, they're looking for a celebrity. What about that? Um, celebrity chef i'd forgotten about him i mean is he still around or has he been furloughed or was he knocked out for good by flapjack we'll, we'll never know so she finishes off uh, about alice and saying that she's pleased to see the back of her for a bit i, I tend to agree i think we all need a bit of respite from that storyline um and suggests that you've got to be at rock bottom to reach out for help you can't have help th- thrust upon you which fundamentally is right, isn't it? Let's just hope she, uh, Alice, seeks help again. But um, yeah, just a fantastic week, according to Catherine. Please, she was so thrilled by it. She obviously clearly enjoyed it, giggling all the way through that. But I know we have calls coming up that disagree. I think Catherine was tour de force in terms <laughs> of the kind of the week in Ambridge. Yeah. Um, in terms of Michael and the the job situation, I think that was that was a teeny bit. Uh, unlikely that that would have all played out in the way that it did but it it was a good narrative arc I guess to go through but what disappointed me was it all just ended in a massive damp squib when Ian just rolled over again and I think for me anyway I just find it a bit tiring when there's just this continual narrative around Adam and Ian's relationship and nothing ever changes and Mm, mm. really by now these guys are in their what mid-50s they've got a child I just would like them to kind of grow up a little bit and and take their, I guess, take their relationship more seriously and not just continually go through soapy tropey, you know, denouements in in the King George Hotel. Mm. Yes. Amazing background music. So I was just listening to that. (laughs) I love this music. This is so enjoyable. It's so relaxing. Is that what what gave you the idea? Yes. (laughs) Did it? So, for me, I mean, I think Quentin, you've covered you've covered Catherine's call very, very well. I mean, Philippa, was there anything else you wanted to kind of draw out? Well, first of all, I know I could be wrong. I often am, but wasn't the chef female that when Jill threw the uh, flapjacks? There was a male chef in competition with Ian with the souffle, um, but I thought the flapjack gate was that the new restaurant that had been opened by one or two women. Who were it was two it was two yeah. female chefs. Yeah. It was like the something yeah. horrors. Yes, exactly. So yes. How but did you remember that, Rosie? God. But if they want a, <laughs> if they want a celebrity to open up the fate, surely they it should be our very own Jackie Smith. That's who should be on the archers opening the fate, I I think. She's been on this podcast and I think she should she should be on the archers. The thing that troubled me with uh, Joy and Linda's discussion was the item of a small animal petting zoo. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't entirely sure what where they were going with that. You know, was it obviously Eddie's ferrets? 
Jazz's spider. Would would Lee's Wolverine figure with his sharp claws be in that? I just didn't quite know where where that was going. But yeah, the minute I heard that the meeting was going to be at the King George Hotel, I was thinking, oh, which, which King George? King George the Third? Is this the madness of Adam? What 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 are the script writers trying to tell us with that? But you you know, I always overanalyze these things. Never, never. <laughs> Actually, but the, just. Picking up on the Adam Ian relationship, it's very interesting. I, I, unlike your husband Philippa, my wife has no interest in the Archers, but has had it inflicted upon her because of my personal addiction. But also, she's just had Radio Four on all her life; so it's always been there. Hmm. So she hears it but doesn't listen, you know. And we were driving through uh, Norfolk, listening to the omnibus, um, and the Adam Ian scenes came up. And she she was miles away, she, and suddenly she snapped out of wherever she was and said, <laughs> she said, this, she says, these two just aren't convincing, are they? And I said, that's really interesting, I said, because, um, you know, that's how I've always felt about these characters. And for someone who doesn't show any interest, just sort of latch on momentarily to the to the dialogue and, and detect that there's nothing between them was very interesting because that's, mm. how, that's how I've always felt about these two. I don't think there's really a convincing chemistry between them. So um, it's we're at ground zero all the time, aren't we, with them, as, as Rosie suggested. Yes. Well, as you say, there's more of that to come. So thank you so much for that call. That was great. And now we go on to Marvellous Matthew. This is Matthew Horsepool from Coventry, a first time caller in error. And it's only Tuesday as I first time caller in a. But I have to express my uh, frustration, disappointment or something uh, with a couple of things that have already happened. First of all, Layla. Oh dear. I'm afraid I think that Layla is a bit of a wet blanket. I mean, <laughs> you could take a bit out of that sentence, really, and it would still be accurate. A- an absolute wet blanket. Um, I really hope that this relationship between um, Layla and Roy doesn't last terribly long, because I think that Roy could do a lot better than somebody who sits in a restaurant and can't complain. Uh, about her food. I mean, she's a biology teacher. If that's how scared she is of waiters, how scared must she be of her pupils? Uh, I, either that or she works in a very, very good school. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I, I, no, 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 no. And enough said, I think. The second is the Adam and Ian storyline. And I think Ian is right. Uh, basically, I think what was Ian to do other than to call Adam out? I think it's unfortunate that it happened in the way that it did. I think Monday's episode was very believable and I think played out very well. I think Tuesday's episode was not. I think Adam, sorry, Ian forgave Adam far too quickly. I think it's nice that they forgave each other. I'm glad that they forgave each other. And I didn't want the story to you know, run for very long, but I think it would have been more believable had it ran a little bit longer than it did. Thank you very much, Matthew, from Coventry, this year's City of Culture in the UK. And a lovely place. I spent many years working in Coventry uh, back in the 2010s and uh, earlier as well and had many, many a happy time in lovely Coventry in the West Midlands, Mm. but not too far away from Nottingham as well. Mm. In terms of Layla, I mean, Layla is played by an amazing actress, Margaret Caborn-Smith, and I'm really hoping she does come back. I imagine on your sort of first date when you've been 
you know, on the phone to somebody for months and months and months, and then it's the first time meeting in person, you're not really in a confident place potentially, and may come across as being a bit weedy in relation to sending back what I thought sounded horrendous. I can't imagine anything worse than blue cheese sauce on chicken personally. Um, but I think she well, she came into her own later on in the week, didn't she? Uh, with tent gate. <laughs> and I really, I, I loved hearing Layla and want her to come back as soon as possible. I'm, I'm hoping we haven't heard the last of her. And I think given the sort of the quality of the actress, I'd be really surprised if that's, that's the last we hear. And it's interesting that he thought it was it was a believable setup with the hotel confrontation. Um, I think there are differing views on this as to I guess you've kind of got Ian at the end of his tether and just he's just got to go and confront Adam yes. over his latest, you know, I don't know, is it called coup de foudre or there's there's some phrase around infidelity, but you know, Adam's latest indiscretion. Uh, and I think what's what was less believable, like as I sort of I think I've already said, was was the fact that he just forgave him after mm. less than a day of folding Xander's shirts or whatever it was, doing the housework around the place. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, I thought it was a pathetic capitulation, wasn't it? And I think all of us who are heartily sick of Adam were hoping that uh, it would speed his departure mm. from Ambridge. But I, I think we uh, we are stuck with Adam. I think he uh, is clearly staying with Ian at the moment, and I think he will be scurrying back to home farm. So Adam, with we are we will have to put up with good old Adam for uh, many more decades. <laughs> uh, yeah, great to hear from you, Matthew. First time, do call in again. Very impressed. Um, and I have Coventry links as well because I was at the University of Warwick, which is nowhere near Warwick. It's much closer to Coventry. So I uh, have many happy memories of seeing various live bands in Coventry, including ABC. This, we're talking early 80s folks here. And I was, uh, uh, my graduation ceremony was at Coventry Cathedral. So there you go. We're all tied in, aren't we, on this podcast? Layla, a wet blanket, which she then ramped up to absolute wet blanket. Um, well, I, I think about Layla, for a start, how do you spell her name? Is it, is it? Eric Clapton spelling, or is it L-E-I-L-A? I think it's L-E-I-L-A, I think. Anyway, uh, could we have some answers to that on the Facebook page, please? Layla, um, I think uh, I was frustrated, like you, Rose, because she's a good actor. She's a good comedic actor as well. Um, one of our mates is Sue Perkins, for goodness sake, who was piling on Twitter saying, well done, you're on the Archers. So... Have we only heard her for two episodes? I hope not, because I thought she is potentially a very interesting character from outside. But I did think the writing and the characterization was inconsistent because she's a wet or absolute wet blanket in a restaurant. And then she's a complete tiger out of it when um, a snout is coming up through her flap. So I think I, it would make anybody, <laughs> it would spur anybody on, wouldn't they, if they're cuddling but, in in there? But if you've got you that know, You've got that spirit about you. You would send back a, a plate of chicken when it should be duck. Come on. And she's, yes. she's better be in charge of a class of 30. She's a biology teacher. I just think she should have been had more gumption from the start. Why not? Um, it, it, it was a bit of a surprise. I expected her to cave when the cows came in. Um, and she didn't. And as a result, left, which I'm very disappointed about. <laughs> so, um, yeah, more Layla. 
I would like more Layla. <laughs> and it is, I can confirm, Layla with a Y. I have just checked the BBC website oh. and, oh. It's, and it's with a with a Y. So there you go. You, you have it. You have it here. Matthew, thank you very much for your call. Very impressive first call. However, we do have some requirements of first-time caller-innerers, so you have to call in again, I'm afraid, to give us this information. We need to know how long you have been listening to The Archers and what character sort of syncs with the first time that you started listening to it. Uh, we need to know where about your base and what you do. Um, we, we don't need as much information as your DNA profile, but we just like to get a joyful gist about about you Matthew so do call back that that was brilliant um yeah I couldn't believe it when Ian just forgave Adam especially because Ian had said oh you sucked the energy out of my idea and Adam responded by saying you were getting all giddy about it (laughs) how was it I just thought that's such a put down oh that would have made me so cross if somebody said that to me that was definitely not something to say but uh yeah and what is adam going to do now is he back to home farm yes cap in hand to bribe or is he going to get some test tubes out and start collecting soil and launch with ian a soil-based vegan snack company or something i don't know it's got to be something with some soil but yeah i think he's going to have to go back to brian uh and it'll be I will be very keen to hear that. I really will. Um, well, I mean, Jenny has, hasn't been told yet, has she? So, I mean, that's going to be the, no. the clincher, isn't it? Matthew, that was a brilliant call. Thank you ever so much. And from one brilliant call to another, it's our charismatic Claire. Hi, dum dum Claire from Clapham here. Just want to say one quick thing, which is that amidst all of the ridiculous and slightly unbelievable things that have happened in the Arches in the last week, week and a bit, Surely the most unbelievable is that Layla, who has been talking to Roy for weeks, Roy, proud parent Roy, who hasn't got very much else to talk about in his life, and didn't know that the campsite was run by Phoebe, who is Roy's daughter. Like, how is that even possible? Surely they've discussed their children and they've discussed what everyone's up to. What else have they been talking about all this time? I just I find it so unlikely that Roy's never mentioned that he's so proud of his daughter for setting up this rewilding project, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So oh, the whole thing, I mean, like the whole thing was daft. But for me, the most daft thing was the, the likelihood that Layla didn't already know that the campsite was run by Roy's daughter, because I just don't believe it at all. Anyway, uh, I mean, I'm still enjoying it, and it's all ridiculous. We're having a ridiculous couple of weeks, aren't we? But um, other than that, I feel like, you know, some things really, really do strain the bounds, and that was one of them. Okay, keep up the good work. Bye. We'll try to, Claire. Always great hearing from Claire. She always has a, a zip about her calls, doesn't mm-hmm. she? Um, daft, I think, pretty much sums up um, Claire's assessment of the week. And she's right. It was daft. It was farcical. It was far-fetched. It was... Silly nonsense, which many of us enjoyed and a number found it deeply irritating. And for him not to mention that Phoebe was running the, the campsite seems very implausible. He, you know, he, he's so proud that she went to Oxford as well. So, yeah, well picked up, Claire. You're right. You're right. I suppose maybe they're just sort of talking about spreadsheets. <laughs> and crosswords. I think they were, they were talking about kind of crossword puzzles and mm-hmm. sci-fi, I yeah. think. Yeah. But you'd mention your kids, wouldn't you? You you would. I mean, I think again, it's it's a bit of artistic license, isn't it, on behalf of the scriptwriters to create a sense of tension 
and to get Kate back into it as well. Mm. Yeah. Why did she come back into it? Both feet. (laughs) (laughs) What did she say? She said to Roy, he's got got no flair. He's got no ambition. He's a Doctor Who fan. (laughs) God, she just laid into him. (laughs) Terrible woman. Yeah, it was classic Kate. Yes, honestly, uh, I just couldn't believe and yet could believe what Kate was saying. Um, but when when Phoebe was first talking to Kate and Phoebe was saying, oh, I'm just checking the bookings, it sounded like she was typing an essay. I had never heard so many keyboard clicks go on in the space of one conversation. I, I thought you'd just like do one click and you're into the bookings. But no, she had to write an essay first of all about it. Now, OK, Layla. Has Roy, and I know this is a weird question, but I'm going to ask it, has Roy got a secret tattoo with the letter L on his body after he got with Liz because we've had Lexi? Layla? You you know, this is what I'm wondering. He can't go out with anybody whose name doesn't begin with L. So if your name is Lucy or Lydia, you need to watch out. Lillian? Lillian! Linda! (laughs) And then Lily. Hang on, everybody, there's Lillian... Linda, Lily, oh. <laughs> holy moly! Yeah, watch out, ladies. <laughs> they do need to watch out. You oh, see. Forget the crossword. Roy's got the L on his body well, he, somewhere. And... Eventually, he might. Eventually, he might be able to adapt it into a K, mightn't he? It depends whether it was a capital L. Well, he's 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 going to be Kirsty eventually, isn't it? No, no, no. no. Why not? Really? No, it's never going to. It's never going to be Kirsty because it's too lazy a setup, and they've been really good friends. And Amridge needs, you know, some relationships where uh, it's not romance related. Yes, and Kirsty has a lovely man waiting for her in the Wildlife Trust. Honestly, well, Claire, thank you very much for your call. That was wonderful. And now we go on to sensational Stephen. Hello, Philippa, Rosie, and Kenton, and Dumpty Dummers everywhere. This is Stephen at Wenlock House on Twitter. I wanted to talk about two things. One good, one not so good. On the positive side, we're finally getting a fifth episode each week. It's Sunday rather than Friday, so I'm bound to forget to listen for most of the first few weeks. But that means that we should be able to continue to do the Archer's Quiz on Twitter. Ten questions in ten minutes at two minutes past seven every Friday, set by the excellent Kate Crichton. On the not so positive side, we have Layla. On Monday, there was that great scene with Roy meeting her for the first time. Layla is real, and she seemed to be lovely, and they had things in common. Roy tutoring her on how to complain was a realistic idea, even if her feeling of empowerment as a result felt slightly overdone. It was clear that they were getting on really well, and how fantastic it was to have an upbeat storyline about the lows and highs of finding love and friendship in middle age when you live in a small rural community. Then came Wednesday, with Layla who had never actually camped before, <laughs> unknowingly booking into the rewilders campsite. It was clear we were being set up for hilarious consequences, but it started off fine with a walk in the woods and Layla spotting the corn cockle. <laughs> there was the setting up of the tent and what felt like the two of them drifting towards a first kiss. And then, bang, a cow tramples the tent. Bang, Layla's newly found and bravely delivered constructive complaining skills are undermined by Phoebe laughing at Roy. Bang. Kate gets involved and inevitably makes everything worse. The whole thing ended up as a feeble attempt at an Alan Eight One farce. 
And with Roy being in a fatalistic mood at the end, it also appears to have marked the end of the whole Layla storyline. What a waste. Oh, and about that fifth episode. I trust that it means a 25% pay increase for the hardworking social media supremos. <laughs> wow, Alan Akeborn references. I'm very impressed. I mean, Stephen is an erudite, suave, sophisticated man. I didn't know we were going to bring Scarborough into the wonderful world of the Archers. I'm very impressed. And it is fantastic news. We're going back to five days a week. And it means that on a Monday lunchtime, we will now have a wonderful repeat of the Archers, Mm. which I think is rather fantastic. And we have touched on the kind of, I suppose, the slight clunkiness of some elements of the Layla, Snout, Tent, Roy, Phoebe, Kate more snouts around the trough maybe in terms of Kate's just not wanting to let go going back to my theme songs earlier and and it's just this kind of it's slightly clunky uh, in sort of inputs I think that make it a little hard on the ear when we've sort of been lulled into this sort of false sense of security with looking at corn cockles and getting in the tent and different ways of keeping each other warm in the countryside Mm. with newspaper and goose fat not very ethically friendly there, Roy. And then suddenly, just kind of chaos ensuing, and the image of, of Roy covered in cow muck <sighs> is just not particularly pleasant. Um, but but yeah. Quentin, you know, what were your views on you know our classiest of caller inners, Stephen? Well, for all his erudition, for all his education, for all his background, he gets my name wrong, doesn't he? Hello, Stephen. It's Kenton here. All we'll explain in a minute about this. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Emily in Vancouver to blame for this, haven't we? Um, Stephen, he can't keep off the uh, the, the uh, turntables at the moment, can he? There's music behind everything he says now. Um, yeah, it, he uh, he talks. We have discussed the, as you said, the clunkiness of the whole Layla narrative. I, I my only disappointment is is that I, I hope it's not the last we've heard and seen of her because. Interesting character, very good actor. So let's bring her back, please. Um, nice, nice reference, Alan Aikborn. I, I, I many years ago worked in North Yorkshire and was often in Scarborough, and the theatre in the round up there, of course, the base for Alan Aikborn, and I used to enjoy all many many an Aikborn farce. But um, well, whereas his were beautifully constructed, this one was a bit loose around the edges, wasn't it? In in the arches and, and became farcical, but enjoyable in my in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I I, I think um, Stephen feels a bit shortchanged, and so do I, Stephen. And I hope uh, that we get a bit mo- a bit more for our buck later on when if they bring Layla back. And yeah, fifth episode, it's August the fifteenth. I think it's coming back in. And that spawned a, a bit of response on, on the old uh, social medias um, with people saying, well, what about Friday? And um, and others people piling in saying, for goodness sake, don't listen, look a gift horse in the mouth. Be grateful for just you know, one, one extra one so far. I thought it would come actually in on the Friday. I thought they'd complete the week because we already had the omnibus on the Sunday. But I think for various scheduling reasons that people are far more clever than me were explaining Sunday sits better as an extra addition. So, yes, hurrah. We get one back and it's even more work for us for us lot. You, you do realise this, don't you, Philip and Rosie? That's fine by me. I love the Archers. So the more, <laughs> the more episodes, the better. But they were, Kerry Davis was saying, of course, by having the extra episode 
uh, on the weekend, they can cover more weekend activities in Ambridge. So we're mm. gonna we're gonna be hearing the cricket show. We're gonna be witnessing the flower show. We're gonna be sitting in the bull. It, it, there's just gonna be more of those community events, and um, uh, I can't wait for that. Just the, it's more of the feel good side for me. Will we ever get six back? They said yes, there will be six. Um, it's just uh, they're introducing it bit by bit, so right. we, that will happen. It's we're just going to have to be patient, guys. Did anyone else Google corn cuckle flowers? Because I certainly did. I did. Well, it's it, it's beautiful, and I think it has a, a, and I think it does have some dating illusions as well. There's a kind of colloquial name for it, which is something like I don't know, cats kissing or something like that. I've now forgotten, but um, I did tweet about it earlier on this morning. Um, because yes, they are beautiful flowers, and it was just nice hearing, you know, Roy and Layla hand in hand in the countryside, mm. yeah, gambling so it, forwards. It was when Layla said, "Oh, the reality of it, the sights, the sounds." I was thinking of what of Joy setting up a cowpat roulette, and then the green toilets we've been hearing all about. I mean, that's, it's a lovely view, isn't it? Welcome to Amber. Actually, going back to my wife. Um, lifelong disinterest in this <laughs> soap opera, docudrama, as Royfield would call it. The cut through moments for her when she did lock on, apart from thinking there was nothing between Adam and Ian, was she thinks the cowpat roulette idea is a really good idea. <laughs> she <laughs> thinks the kids will love it. And I think they will, won't they? It's a good idea. Frequently, does a cow produce <laughs> an item? Probably <laughs> probably quite a lot is it i just thought you could be there all day especially if it's got a few dietary problems uh, don't know you well, need you, one you, with irritable bowel syndrome well, i'm disappointed philip because you voice matched my voice last the other week with kenton i think you should have done your research and worked out the regularity <laughs> of cow pats being emitted from cows come on girl I, Come on. I'm so sorry. I have failed you both completely, <laughs> and uh, and I need to try. In fact, yeah, I can't believe yeah. at this point how often does a cow? <laughs> She's writing it down, folks. I'm actually looking. <laughs> She's it, a dedicated researcher. It produce, a cow produces 65 pounds of feces or manure <laughs> daily. It can poop up to 15 times a day. Ah, oh, well, there, there you go. go. Uh, it's I a take a pretty short back. game then, isn't it? 15 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be over in five minutes. <laughs> I think I think if you choose five squares, you're gonna win, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it wasn't quite the all-day event. Uh, I'd I'd imagine with people sort of falling asleep and deck chairs and pat lunches. <laughs> no. Get there quick on time or else you'll miss it. Oh dear. Never mind. Anyway, yes, Stephen, that was brilliant. Now we have a second call. My goodness. We have inspirational ICOD a second time. Hi, it's Catherine, aka ICOD on Twitter. Sorry, been to the pub. Forgot to say, firstly, um, those storylines when everyone says earnestly, oh, I find those really hard to listen to. I don't. I love them. The harder, the better. I came into the Archers after kind of half listening to it with my mum from um, Helen. I loved that storyline. I loved old Mad Boozy Alice. I love it. Is it the thing that we have to say it's hard to listen to when actually it's really engrossing and fabulous? Secondly, forgot to say before, Roy. Oh, I don't know anyone like Roy. I find him the most implausible character. I don't know anyone like him. I can't believe that he's real he just isn't right there's something that doesn't fit right with Roy that annoys me 
what do you think about Roy? Would he really work in that hotel with a kind of like weird job and has a daughter who goes to Oxford or Cambridge, wherever it is, and Kate? It just doesn't ring true. Something about Roy. It's all wrong. Hmm. Uh, that's it. Thank you. Bye. Well, thank you, Catherine, uh, for thinking of getting in touch with us when you came back from the, the, the pub. See, there's no there's no escape from the arches. Even if you go to the pub, you're thinking about this wretched programme. And obviously, it's been weighing heavily on Catherine's mind while she's been enjoying a, a drink down there. Um, so uh, interesting that you are suggesting that you like the harder storylines Um and uh, you know, effectively, you're saying bring them on, and, and I'm I'm with you on that. I do like a good solid meaty storyline, and I have to say, the Helen and Rob storyline really, really drew me in. It it, it drained a lot of people, and some people. In fact, I was talking to somebody yesterday who decided to switch off because of it, and hasn't actually ever come back. But I I, I was completely absorbed by that storyline, um, and you know the the Ambridge fairy sprinkles her fairy dust doesn't she often and you know things serious things often get cleared up very quickly like lizzie's depression and so forth but mm. the rob and helen was done in real time and the alice one has been done in real time and it's been a hard listen and um i'm relieved of getting some respite from alice as i said before but i have to say on both those issues i've learned a great deal and I um, am much more informed as a result of those. So uh, I applaud the program for doing it. But at times, boy, it's been tough. So yes, I'm, I'm with you on those. I do like those really meaty storylines. Roy, I'm, I must rush to Roy's defence. I'm, I'm a big fan of Roy. I, when I first started listening, I thought, bloody hell, you are boring, Roy. But the more I've listened, the more I like him. I like Roy. He's good old, solid, dependable, loyal lovely Roy. He's always there. He's always supporting people and giving encouragement and advice. I know he had some a bit of a dodgy past back in the day, but you know, he's a reformed character, I think. And I, I really wish him well. I, I want some, something good to happen for him. And I was sad that Lexi went, but he was remarkably tolerant and understandable of her decision to, to have the surrogate baby. Um, so he he he's he's a bit of a soft touch. I wish he'd sort of stand up for himself a bit more. But I like Roy. I always feel you know when Neil comes on, I go ah oh, Neil. And when Roy comes on, I'm increasingly having that feeling. So now I will man the barricades in defence of Roy. But I agree with you, Catherine, in terms of those harder storylines. Roy is a really genuinely lovely person who has been through quite a tumultuous time. Knocking up an Aldridge isn't easy when you're 18. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and dealing surviving. with the consequences. And, yeah, and, well, and, and parenting Phoebe. With, with Roy, he's a great foil to other more outrageous characters. And yeah. he's, in a way, the everyman. Mm. You know, mm. if we're thinking from a kind of theatrical perspective or a, a literature perspective, who, in a way, is the mirror of general society. He's quite a kind of, I suppose, static uh, in individual. He hasn't travelled the world. He hasn't particularly climbed mountains, but he's been a wonderful father, an amazing friend to Tom and Kirsty, and I think is somebody that most folk would like to have in, in their life for somebody who would be there for them. So yeah. I'm, I'm Team Roy all the way. 
Yes. I think his career has been affected, though, because, of course, he was doing quite well working for Elizabeth until he decided that actually he loved her and he needed to spend time in a tent with her. And then his career took a bit of a nosedive. So, um, uh, yeah, if he... If he hadn't uh, taken a fancy to Elizabeth, I think his career would be more advanced than it is now because, you know, he just didn't know what he was going to do for work and he had to find a job. But uh, no, I, it's just it's just an interesting one. I do think that this week has been deliberately jolly to give us some rest and that next week... I, th- I think next week's going to be a bit hard. You know, I, again, spoilers, I've been looking at the cast list and who's oh. coming up. We've got Amy. Yay! Which is great, but it's just Amy. So I'm just concerned Jennifer's going to start calling to try and speak to Alice and she just gets hold of Amy because Alice isn't there. And and we've got um, Shula and Susan. So is Shula going to try and make it up with Susan and uh, the secateurs? And we're going to have all of that rigmarole again. I've Um, forgotten about them. All right, secateurs. Yes. Yeah, and Raw is back in, so I hope, well, maybe he will see this as the opportunity to tell Brian and Jennifer that, that he's by now, Alice is in Nottingham, and Adam and Ian look as okay as they ever are. Um, so we're going to have Jazza sent in for the comedy moments, and I think it's going to be a bit um, hard going. A but bit rocky. Yeah, as I could said, as Catherine said, I should say, um, she, she enjoys those those times, those scenes. So she yeah. can be very pleased with next week. But I, I do feel we've deliberately been fed a bit of fun this week, however yes, much it might or might not have felt like fun, uh, because next week's going to be a, a bit they're, hard They're going. softening us up, aren't they? Yes. Um, can I just pull you up on something that you mentioned in a recent podcast philippa uh-oh yeah um because you were saying you were outraged the way that nottingham was pronounced and you wanted your nottingham included yeah. um i mean as you know i i have lived and worked in nottinghamshire for many a year um but people from nottinghamshire like ben norris who plays ben uh, say Nottingham. Oh. So actually, the way it's said was correct. Oh my goodness! Especially I've if ben, jumped especially, to conclusions like I always do. Yeah, especially if Ben says it because he's from not, not Nottingham. So, <laughs> well, I've um, already got a humble pie ready to eat later on. So I'll just be start getting you into really that are. now. Yeah, that's fine. I apologise. Well, I, I say Nottingham, but actually, um, Nottinghamshire oh. people, many, many, yeah, say Nottingham. Yeah, Nottingham. So How you sound a bit Cockney there, Quentin. I do. I, the, the East Midlands, the Nottingham. <laughs> you can't. You, you can't can do you an East Midlands it? accent. I can't. It is a very, very difficult accent to do. Uh, very difficult. You, that's oh. better. That's better. There you go. Because of course, Rosie lived in Nottingham for uh, tw- on two occasions, didn't you? Twice during three, your life. three occasions. Three. I was Nottingham. Yep. Yeah. And I've worked in Nottingham. <laughs> you can't I'm say not it. I can't say that. <laughs> Not in, not in them. Yeah, anyway, there we go. But I have actor friends and they say doing the East Midlands accent is extremely difficult. It's a difficult one to nail. Yes, well, obviously I've, I've failed once more. So there we go. Well, thank you very much for that second call. And now we go on to the marvellous Mia. Hello, Dumpty Dump peeps worldwide. This is Mia in Newcastle land, caller innering. For me, it was an absolute ugh kind of week. Adam and Ian... 
FFS. <laughs> it's just so unrealistic. Ian, I'll just dump my baby and charge off to confront Adam in public <laughs> in a pub. And Adam, instead of just telling Ian to shut up, I'll just confess to embezzlement in front of my potential new employer. Ugh. Linda and Lillian, with their unbelievably stupid stunt, which would have been better scripted for Rory and Ben. Oh, for goodness sake, scriptwriters. And now, hapless Roy and Layla, the lady, you got me on my knees. Eesh. I'd rather wallow in cowpat lottery. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Mia, 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 we love you. <laughs> She's a rival for Shambridge with yeah. her accents. She's brilliant. Oh, I just, I just love it. The sort of the, the, the musicality that that Mia brings to the party is is pretty mm. fantastic. <laughs> the passion. I mean. She opened up with a, didn't she? I mean, that's pretty much sums up Mia's call, doesn't it? Ugh. She'd rather wallow in a cowpat lottery. There you go. So I told you we would have a divergent of views, didn't we? We got uh, Catherine on the one hand, gleefully lapping it all up, a bit like me this week, and we got Mia saying, Ugh. yeah, it was, all, it was all very silly, wasn't it, Mia? But as Philip has just pointed out, it's all going to get heavy next week, so enjoy the laughs. Yeah, I don't know. That scene with Linda and Lillian, I mean, I love it when the two of them are together, but it's just like, what what are you doing? What is going on? I mean, Linda shouldn't have wound Evangeline up by going past and ringing a doorbell and waving from the limo. You know, there was bound to be a retaliation from that. And well, let, let's just see what happens when it's the, the battle of the of the fates. Um, but and then Linda saying she she'll be the celebrity. I know we've already mentioned it, but no, no, Linda, please don't. Please let that just be a last minute. Oh, look at the celebrity that we've actually found. Um, I do hope that that story. Well, two, I mean, two things there. I mean, why don't they just walk up to this celebrity and <laughs> talk to them? <laughs> One of them just flouncing on the ground and then. I mean, just made me laugh because you're outside a hospital. <laughs> Lillian's in her what in her seventies, <laughs> so having a bit of a funny do in front of a hospital is not going to get you know a vertically challenged American Scientologist to your side. They just step over. get some medical students. They just, they just step over them, wouldn't they? Their security detail will push them out of the way. <laughs> they think some nut is coming at them. But I think those two, you know, they have a great relationship. And yes. I remember um, yes. when the BBC originally moved to the mailbox, they had this event. I was heavily pregnant and I turned up at the mailbox and it was Linda and Lillian and mm. they were just doing a couple of scenes. So I can say to my daughter, she was there, you know, even though she doesn't enjoy the archers, she will eventually. Eventually, I'll wear her down. But I said, you were there. You you have met Lillian and Linda. And they were just so vibrant and funny um, and united, yeah. the two of them. So I, I want that to work. But it, it I didn't get that from, from yeah. this week's episode. It, it, it was it was funny. It was, it, was, it was a good laugh, but utterly ridiculous. But um, in their search for a celebrity angela barnes tweeted who's a who has who's, who's a friend of this uh, podcast yeah. she's uh, uh, hosted occasionally she's the comedian of course on mock the weekend the news quiz and she tweeted just a heads up to bbc the archers 
I've opened precisely two fates in my career. So if you need me, I'm available. I'm no Hollywood star and I don't have an MBE, but I can cut a ribbon, do a couple of fate worse than death gags. Get your people to call mine. Yeah. <laughs> and then she includes Kerry Davis. Yeah. That would be, I, I mean, she is hilarious, She's funny. Angela Barnes, and yeah. she would be super at any yeah. any event, but especially yeah. the Ambridge Fate. Well, yeah. she's available. She's available. Well, there we go. You've heard it here. So, Mia, thank you. That call just made us laugh so much. Thank you. And now we go to Charming Christina. Hey, Philippa, Rosie and Quentin. This is Christina, a.k.a. Sally, following up on my call from two weeks ago. Just wanted to make a subtle point that makes a material difference. And that is that when I called and spoke of how I wondered whether there's a bit of an insulting slant to how joy is now being embraced in contrast to how she was initially perceived, I wasn't talking about the residents of Ambridge. I was talking about us. I'm wondering what possibly motivates the more skeptical comments about her just because she appeared out of the blue wanting to make a connection and was doing so in the absence of having her own family to take it perhaps too far I could say that it seems that people wanted Joy to justify herself, and it wasn't until once she revealed her loneliness that they started to soften up. And I just think, hey, why couldn't you have given her a chance at the get-go? Why is it really so weird that she was seeking friendship? I know she's a bit eccentric, but witness protection programs and waiting for big reveals, and I think even comparing her behavior to a pedophile came up last week, so it just seems a bit much. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to make this clarification about my last call. I was talking about us, the listeners, rather than the residents of Ambridge. Um, thanks to Royfield and everyone for the Zoom meeting last Friday. That was really fun. And as always, thanks to everyone behind the scenes over there at Dumpty Dum Towers. Ta-ra! Christina, a mea culpa, I have to apologise. I hold my hands up. I'm sorry. I've I have definitely taken it too far and thank you for correcting me. You are absolutely right to do it. Things that I said in jest, yes, went too far. So apologies for that. I I admit I'm just naturally suspicious of any new character coming in to the archers. And uh, I'm always trying, as I said a couple of weeks ago, to predict what stories they might have, because I'm always so keen to uh, beat Royfield in, in his prediction that he got correct about Philip Moss. So uh, I'm over reading into, into everything, which is the wrong thing. I love Joy. Uh, and I think I said that a couple of weeks ago. I do think whether uh, I might have ideas about her, her story... I think she's a great character. And when you're looking at which Ambridge women are strong and sane, you know, that the, there aren't that many, but Joy is definitely on that list. I mean, I think I think she's a, a great character and is developing. She's certainly one I love to hear. She's a great rival for Linda. Um, she's sorting people out. So please forgive me. Um, I, I can't say I'll never do it again, but I've certainly learnt my lesson this time. I think Joy is just for me. I find her really interesting. I always, I always liked her from the beginning. And I think actually, people's curiosity about her may be from their own lived experience. Christina, so when when people get to a certain age, if they haven't sort of travelled extensively or you know had different jobs, they've effectively just had to be the same version of themselves continuously. And it's a bit of a surprise when somebody new turns up. So I think from a listener point of view, it could be that a lot of folk just haven't sort of been around that much and find it confusing that a lady in her probably like maybe mid to late 50s would come into Ambridge and they're comparing it to their own lives maybe 
that's sort of a reason why people may be a bit, I don't know, overly sceptical. I mean, I mean, Quentin, you've been all the way to Scarborough, so that's not your lived experience, is it? I mean, yeah, I have to hold my hands up here and say, you know, I've said many times on this podcast that, well, I like Joy and I enjoy hearing her on, on in the scene she's in and she's growing as a character. I remain uh, suspicious is probably too strong, but um, a little skeptical, very skeptical that we've heard everything about Joy. I think there is a backstory there that we are not party to at the moment and which will reveal itself. And I just do have suspicions as to whether she's as nice and lovely as she comes across. I'm not being cynical. I don't like cynicism, just sceptical, because somebody like her, where she come from, why is she in Ambridge? This phantom Rochelle, who I keep mentioning, I, who I don't think exists, uh, what's going on? Um, little indications that she perhaps likes to stir things up a bit, Joy, as well. Uh, I, I'm still suspicious why she let the kids rip those super superheroes out of their boxes, Lee's superheroes. Why did she suggest keeping it going with Kyle when Helen clearly wanted to put it to bed? Um I there is more to come from Joy, and I um, am not prepared at the moment to think she is exactly what she appears on the tin. But I am happy to be stand corrected, and um, I hope she turns out to be an okay, and fundamentally a, a good a good person, a good character. There isn't too much baggage, but if there is. It'll be very interesting. Um, but thanks for the clarification, Christina, because we thought you were asking us why the characters in the Archers were slightly s- suspicious of her. When in fact, you were saying, why are we not being so horrible to her? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do fundamentally like Joy. Rosie loves Joy. I am just holding a little bit back in reserve so that I can show, say, I told you so, a bit like Philippa will crow when we find out that Vince is a baddie as well. <laughs> I'll get into trouble for that as well, I know. But no, that was great. Thank you so much, Christina, for your call. Thank you, everybody, for your calls. We value them so much. Keep them coming, please. They're what make this uh, this podcast interesting. So thank you. And now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We have some lovely emails. First of all, we have exceptional Emily. Hi, Philippa. I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who participated in the Zoom on Friday. It was so much fun and it was really great to meet Kenton, sorry, Quentin. (laughs) (laughs) And and Jolene Doreen Buffy. Yes. Lovely to see Roy Field on his last Zoom call too. Poor Quentin, now I've seen him whilst hearing his voice, I'm afraid my audio Kenton will be forever linked to my visual Kenton. You poor thing. (laughs) That said, I do feel somewhat vindicated given Buffy, Stephen and you can hear at least some of what I do. Thank you for all that you do collectively to make Dumpty Dum such a fantastic community. Until next time, Emily. Oh. Well, I, I, yeah, Emily was as I didn't realise she was on the uh, Zoom cast on Friday with with Buffy Davis until Philippa pointed her out, and I was delighted because um, we could finally sort of meet, and she could reassure herself that I'm fat, am myself, and I'm not the actor. I think it's Richard Attlee, isn't it, who plays? Kenton um but she's she's I don't feel Emily is entirely convinced yet she's I think she's still hankering and lingering with this idea that really I do play Kenton this explains by the way the reference uh, Stephen's earlier reference to me being Kenton because Emily thinks I sound like the the, the actor so uh, her audio Kenton will be forever linked to my visual Quentin uh, apologies Emily I, all I can say is at least I've got a bit more hair <laughs> Yes, Emily, thank you so much for that email. Oh, I thought it was so interesting meeting Buffy on, on Friday and she was talking that she's recently been recording some new episodes in the bull, so that's great. But she said the actors are still not allowed to get too close, they're not allowed to hug. Um, so even though some of the restrictions have been lifted here, um, there's, there's still quite a strict procedure in place. So, uh, well, I guess if it means we don't have to go back to the moan logs, then <laughs> that's all, all well and good. And just to repeat something I mentioned at the beginning, we're planning a, a goodbye Zoom with Royfield on the 20th of August at 7pm. So get that in the diary and there'll be more information soon. Now, do we have an email, uh, Quentin, from our one and only Anon of Ambridge? Well, Philippa and Rosie, our podcast would not be the same without <laughs> an email from a non of Ambridge sorting out their problems, and we as agony aunts and uncles trying to sort sort it out for them. So this is this week's conundrum. If you're ready for this, yes, go for it, dear Uncle Quentin, Auntie Rosie, and Auntie Philippa. I would like to win a prize in the Scarecrow competition, but have no idea what to do. Can you suggest what might work? And what might help me win? I never win at any competitions, so need your help. Anon of Ambridge. I have quite a few suggestions about this. Uh, Even though we don't know who's actually going to be judging it, it could be that it's a bit like the episode in this country where there's a form to fill in and everybody just kind of sort of fills fills the form. And I'm hoping it doesn't end up in a kind of a burning situation. (laughs) in the program um i love that show set in the cotswolds place very close to my heart Um, and also um i posted in our facebook group um on the island of westray in the orkney islands they've been constructing their own scarecrows of i think local characters um yeah and i think something along 
some themes in relation to you, you could do a I guess a representation of gay grables burning down if you wanted to be quite dramatic um you could have uh some new life coming into the world so you could have like one of the scare cows giving birth bit of drama edge um <laughs> <laughs> or you just have a nice representation of the animals of Ambridge. So you could have some, you could have Bess, Ben's dog and Ruby. And I can't remember what mm. Linda's dog's called. So I think maybe some animal representations as, as scarecrows could be good. Well, they always, a non of Ambridge always gives us quite some tough problems to sort out, don't they? Um, well, I think bribery is needed really. Um, because um, I think what they... Anon needs to do is to find their own celebrity, okay, and fix it. Oh, so, because you know they're going to judge this scarecrow competition, and I suggest you know high stake bribe like I don't know, dumpty dum t shirt or mug. I think <laughs> should pretty much swing it. Um, failing that, if they do appoint Angela Barnes as she is willing, she stepped up to the plate and is offering her services. Um, yeah, Angela. Loves a good laugh. Just make it rude. Angela will vote for it. So those are my tips, Anon. <laughs> Very good. Well, Bribery I think, and rudeness. I think if Linda is the, the celebrity judge, and I really hope she isn't, but if she is, just do Linda with uh, the big MBE uh, medal pinned to her. And she, she of course, she's going to vote for that. If, Flattery. If it's not, yes. If it's not Linda, then maybe do somebody... Um, make sure the scarecrow has dark hair, put a badge on saying herd manager. And uh, you've got Rob Titchener. <gasps> we we knew he's going to come back Ooh. one way or another. Come back as a scarecrow. <gasps> oh, it just makes my skin crawl, even hearing his name, even years later. Yes, yes. The emphasis will be on scare, wouldn't it? Yes. I know I've said this before, but the the Rob scenes, I just, you know, I usually listen to the Archers with my headphones on and I, I couldn't cope with stereo Rob. So I always had to remove one headphone and, <laughs> and just have the conversation in one ear because it's just too much to cope with. But never but, mind. Well, but it, didn't, I, but it didn't go out the other though, did it? No, no, it didn't go out the other. It's seared in my mind yes, forever. Yes. Uh, well, Anon, you've got your suggestions there. I'd be interested to, to hear what, what you go with. Um, and Rosie, uh, do we have an email from the wonderful Christine? We do. We have an email from Cycling Christine, which is goes like this. This week's Archers, what on earth was going on last week? Ridiculous events e.g. the Ian-Adam confrontation where Adam talks about his embezzling in front of a future mm. employer, Linda's mad celebrity hunting scene, and the farce with Layla and Roy. On a more positive note, with the reintroduction of Amy Franks and Usha coming back, sorry, hopefully, we are going to get more diversity long-term. And that's from Cycling Christine. Some very good points there, aren't there, from from, from Cycling Christine. Um Peddling some good ideas there. Sorry, I'll, I'll stop. Very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Christine, we we're all in agreement, aren't, aren't we? Whether we liked it or or loathed it, the um, this week's been ridiculous. It's been farcical, but you know we've had a laugh, and uh, and I think that's been important. But the, I agree with you. The Ian Adam confrontation, and just admitting he'd been embezzling in front of his prospective em employer was a was a step too far. I completely agree with you. I mean, how dumb, how dumb can you be for Adam to say that? I mean, it's just like, 
God. Anyway, um, just add that to the Adam list. Um, Layla and Roy, yeah, we 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 we've gone through that, haven't we? And we hope we see some more of of Layla. Uh, yes, Amy Franks, and uh, you've looked at the cast list, haven't you, Philip? You said so. We will yes. be hearing from Amy. Yes, and I think that'll be good. And we're we're fed up, aren't we, of all of these ranks of silence that we haven't heard from in mm. in eons? So it'd be good to hear from Amy, and we'll certainly boost that element of of the of the archers. So some very good points there, Christina, and uh, and, and and do email in again. Yes, a great email, Christine. Thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, I, I loved Adam getting into getting into trouble. The conceit of him—you could just hear it in his voice. Mm-hmm. I think Ian should leave and move in with Chris. There we go. I think that would. Uh, <laughs> <All right. laughs> that, that then they can bring up the two children together, um, and uh, yes, all, all will be well. So there we go. That that's my slightly strange view. And on that bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> exactly but no christine thank you very much for your emails and now let's sit back for some socials with our sensational sue i should point out there is a slight electric buzz in the background uh, we haven't been electrocuting her um, but uh, there was just a little bit of interference hello everyone well my lovely people it's sue here green or tart with another week i am in vaguely sunny Devon right now, so not too far away from Quentin, I guess. Um, Hooray! Hooray! We're going to get five episodes again. They are in our sights, and we've got a week of Uncle Kerry just to get us started. Not everyone was as prepared to be joyous as I was. A lot of people wanted it to be Friday rather than Sunday, and there was some clarification that we're getting a new actress coming in to play Usha. There are worries about recasting. Adam Thomas saying he doesn't think the recent recasts have worked. Let's all keep our fingers crossed. Let's be positive. As always, opinions were very much divided on the humorous episodes. I use those words humorous. I have written quotes around humorous on my piece of paper. Kate Lyle said that the scriptwriters had lost their minds and Gail Hunter agreed, whereas Gillian Holmes and Terry thought it was excellent. True to the spirit of Ambridge. Let's face it, we're never all going to agree. I listened to that episode with Linda and twice. I, I can't actually remember what happened. So I do think it washed over me and made absolutely no impression. Someone suggested that we'd got work experience students writing this time. Hmm. However, I did very much enjoy listening to Linda Boyle's interview on Radio 3. She did a lovely Linda sniff. And she's never met an alpaca or a llama. Oh, my word. Kate is back. Kate, there's a Freudian slip. Alice is back from rehab. And she had to sit with people eating chips with curry sauce and Vionetta. Caroline Wright wrote a lovely post with the Aldridge's reaction. And there was much division of who didn't like Vionetta. Lillian's ex-boyfriend said it was like ice cream with shards of broken glass. And Claire Asprey gave us a link to a YouTube video showing us how you make Vionetta. Oh, that was brilliant. Uh, Anyway, Carolyn wrote an excellent post about Alice being in Victorian melodrama with Brian in a top hat and twirly moustache. I don't know why that makes me go all Yorkshire, but it really does. He'd have been twirling his moustache if he'd gone to that meeting with Ian and Adam. Oh, my word. What a disgraceful meeting. 
Wendy Rowcroft got it spot on about Adam applying for another job, though. Oh, that's gone down the swanee, hasn't it? I loved Rob Williams saying, really exciting, hasn't been in the comment stream about Adam for a very long time. Gillian pointed out that she, Ian loves to play the role of martyr and is proving to be practising to be an abandoned parent as well. I'm sure Xander will be just fine living on frozen french fries off the floor. Sandra was feeling all positive about Layla, the not catfish, which was a splendid result. There was speculation that she might be somebody of another colour or a trans woman or something similar. On the Archers Academicals, there's an excellent post regarding this by Michelle, and I urge you to go over and have a read of it. I have learnt a lot from that. And then there was Kate and Phoebe and the tent. Roy, just never go anywhere near a tent again. Everybody, everybody was pretty unanimous. The fate goes on. Erica Lee has offered her guinea pigs to be in the small petting zoo. Um, they were just gorgeous. Who else has got lovely piggies or similars to join them? What we all need to do, we need to come together. We need to save the fate. For those of you who remember, we need to save the cheerleader so we can save the world. Especially from the Aldridges. Thank you, Sue, and everyone who's posted their thoughts on the Dumpty Dum Facebook page. We love the community. And now it is time to crown our tweeters of the week. Quentin. Yes, we have in this Olympic period, we have three glittering medals to award for three outstanding tweets of the week. And on the podium in bronze position, it's Rich Cuts at Cuts Rich and we have this suggestion from Rich from, uh, he thinks Joy would say, is that a stamp collector? And his reply is, oh, Joy, philately will get you nowhere with Linda. <laughs> oh, that's really good. That's clever, clever, isn't it? Clever. Yeah. Nice one, Rich. That gives you a bronze. And in silver position, we have one from Garden Gnome at Gnome Ponders. And he ponders this. Adam could retrain as an arbory culturalist. He has a start, as he is already a log. Yay! Yay! We like that. So, silver to Garden Gnome. But in, in gold position, I'm going to need some musical accompaniment, a bit like Stephen earlier on. We, we, we need a, a, a bit of Eric and the Boys. Because in gold position... We have Stephen Reilly at Pleasant Revolt, and he tweeted, Layla, you've got Roy on his knees. Layla, we're begging of you, please. Layla, don't be put off by his ex. Layla, you were close to having sex. Oh, I'm quite shocked. Oh, I'm having a flush. Stephen Reilly at Pleasant Revolt. Brilliant. You get goal position for that. Very, very good. Now, to keep this podcast on the air requires some funding to cover essential costs. So if you'd like to support Dum De Dum, you can join the Dum De Dum Patreon community for $2 per show. Make your way to the dumdedum.com website, click donate at the top and follow the links to Patreon. Also, what really boosts the podcast profile is if you can write us a review on Apple iTunes, preferably a glowing one, please. Remember to get in contact you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or leave a, vo a WhatsApp voice note or text to 07957 167 696, which has a plus 44 if you're outside the UK. 
Now, on Twitter, we have the at Dumpty Dum team, who, as ever, are doing a, a great job week in and week out. Now, like them, if you do want to tweet and the tweet along or whenever, uh, make sure you use a capital T and a capital A when you use that famous hashtag, the Archers, because if you do, it then means the visually impaired can read all the tweets and contribute as well. We're all on Twitter hammering out that hashtag. Where can people find you, Quentin? As usual, I also am with the Twitter tart. Uh, two two accounts by oh, one is at Quentin Rayner. It's still there. Um, but the one I tend to be using, certainly for Archer's stuff now, is at 13 Minute Man. That's one three minute man. And you can find me with my solo Twitter account <laughs> at Porty Rosie, which is P O R T Y R O S I E. And I can be found at QuickBook Review, but instead of a W, it's a three. Just look for the orange picture of me reading a book. Thanks, as ever, to our social media supremos. Cosmo for his podcast roundups. Shambridge for her voices. Mike Hatton for his character counts. And Lucy V. Freeman. And thanks again to Stephen for his fabulous Dumpty Dum Tune. Fantastic. Sue for her social media roundup. And thanks to ICOD, Catherine, Matthew, Claire, Stephen, Mia, and Christina for their calls in. And Emily, Anon, and Christine for their emails. So, what will be revealed next week? You were on week? the money last week. <laughs> I won't be this <laughs> week. Will Roy realise taking Kate's advice over anything is a bad idea? Will the long-horned cows leave a bad review on TripAdvisor for the campsite? <laughs> Will Cowpat Roulette become the must-have game this Christmas? And will Amy decide she's had enough of Alice and Nottingham and move back to Ambridge? All will be revealed. <laughs> so... It's a bye-bye from me. It's a very good bye from me. And it's a tarara bit from me. dum de dum de dum de dum de dum de dum dum de dum de dum dum de Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.